You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is so good. Praise the Lord. We just thank God for His goodness. Aren't you glad for the name of Jesus? God's amazing. He's wonderful. I just thank God for the truth of the Word of God. You know, we're just going to share tonight about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. And there's power in the name of Jesus and allowing God's healing power to touch your life. We're going to continue on this because the enemy's tried to raise up his ugly head and attack some folks. And so anytime the enemy tries to pick on me or my kids, glory to God, I pick on him. And all I know is about going about getting people born again, getting people saved. Hallelujah. Allowing God to be God. And so thank you, sweetheart. That was wonderful. And, uh, you know, we just praise God for his, his, his amazing, amazing, amazing grace. Amen? Glory to God. If you, if you got your Bibles there, go ahead and go to Acts chapter uh, 10, if you would, with me. I'm going to read a scripture to you, and we're going to share. We're going to minister the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And uh, glory to God. Yes, we are... Uh, uh, so blessed that we can actually do this. It's probably one of the greatest things we get to do, even in the midst of everything that's gone on. We can actually still uh, get up and um, be right with you in your house, in your home. You know, we, were, we did something last night uh, where we just really felt impressed because we got a lot of news last night, a lot of things. So we just, let's get on, let's pray, let's worship God, let's pray, let's anoint a prayer cloth and uh, pray for folks and it was wonderful. And I thought we'd have maybe five or 10 people kind of catch us. And we, maybe people catch us later. We actually had 25 people show up and get on and really connect, connected. It was just, and, and one person said this. They said, you know, isn't it amazing that, man, we can sound the alarm. We can get on, rally the people. We can have prayer instantaneously. So thank God. And that's what we're doing tonight. You know, the enemy may have tried to do things, but he can't stop the word of God. Nothing can stop the word of God. And the word of God is just as powerful in your living room or powerful in your car or wherever you're watching. The word of God is just as powerful there as it is here. Amen. Glory to God. So in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, uh, the word of God says this. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Aren't you glad? God anointed Jesus. Then Jesus turned around and he gave all authority and all power to us. He said, all authority and all power is given unto me in heaven and earth, Matthew 28 says. And when he said that, he said he, he actually was delegating that power to us. He said, you go, you go in my name. We know that in Luke chapter 10, when he sent out the 70, when they came back, they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, yeah, that's no big deal. I saw Satan get kicked out of heaven, you know, like lightning. I mean, it just, God just knocked him out of heaven by the finger of God. But also, he said, he said, rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But what, he, what I want to get to is that we've got authority over the enemy. Jesus calls sickness oppression. And you may be being oppressed tonight. Or you may be being attacked tonight. But Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you can prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn, even if it's your own tongue, even if you've been talking about your own feelings. Don't be talking about that. We sang a song here about we, we're going we're gonna, to you know, praise and dance on the mountaintop. We're going to do all them, but we're going to praise you until we can do that knowingly, until we can do that and see it. We're going to continue to praise, and God's going to open up heaven. Amen? 
Hallelujah. He said, and I want to finish that scripture because he said, you know, no weapon formed against you can prosper. And then every tongue. That's the biggest thing is we got to watch our tongue. We got to watch our tongue not speaking death over ourselves. And we got to take authority over words spoken. It says, every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we shall condemn. It means you got to rise and take. I take authority over things spoken. I take authority over all the lies of the enemy. I take authority over all of what's spoken about all the sickness, whatever is going on. I take authority over that. And, you know, the Lord said this. He said, you know, that when it talks about that, that we get to take authority over all of these things that are taking place. He said, he's able to make us stand because he said, that is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. We're his servants. He also said, their righteousness or their right standing is of me, saith God. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah, that God's got you. God's got you. I've got you because I'm your pastor. I'm praying. I'm believing God with you. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Because why? Because I go unto my Father. Hallelujah. So in understanding the, the healing power of God and the power of God, notice that it said no weapon formed against you. That means it can be formed. That means things can happen. Things, you can get a bad report. But you got to ask in Isaiah 53, verse 1 says, whose report are we going to believe? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. Amen? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. Glory to God. God set us and told us what the church is to do. You know, God gave us some mandates in Mark chapter 16. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. Number one, we get to cast out devils. Number two, hallelujah, we get to speak with new tongues. Praise the Lord, we get to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number three, he said that we can take up serpents, which means that we got authority and power over the devil. And he says, number four, that if we drink any deadly thing or if anything deadly comes to us, hallelujah, it won't hurt us. And the fifth thing is, is that we'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, God set the church against sickness. You need to understand that. Sickness that you can't find on what day did God create sickness? He didn't. Sickness came from the fall. It comes from Satan. Hallelujah. And it comes from sin. Amen. Hallelujah. You begin to understand and how the word of God begins to, to take hold of. You know, I, I said a confession on Sunday about my body and that was at the end, you know, and I want to start out with that one tonight because you got to declare over your own body. You got to say in the name of Jesus Christ, aren't you glad we sung about Jesus? We sung about the name of Jesus. There's power in that name. Supernatural power. But I always declare in the name of Jesus Christ, I exercise authority over this body of mine. Sickness and disease, I refuse to allow you to stay. This body, this house belongs to God. It is the temple of God. Satan, you have no right to trespass on God's property. Now you get out, leave my body. I have authority over you. I know it, you know it, and God knows it. I get a little excited about that because Sickness and disease robs people of their health. It robs people of their life. It robs their money. It robs them. And praise God, that's a thief that comes to steal and kill and to destroy. But Jesus has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when God told us some things, he said, hey, we need to take hold of the truths of the word of God. We need to come against the enemy. All right? And that's what we're doing. We're coming. We're going to pray. We're going to give you truth. We're going to give you the word of God. Glory to God's amazing grace of understanding. I want the power of God to touch us and strength to come. And we know that healing is a quickening of your spirit. Okay? Your body is going to have feeling, but when you know it in the inside of you, it'll begin to be made manifest on the outside. Hallelujah. You know, 
the reason we want to talk about the origin of it is because you got to know that sickness comes from the devil, doesn't come from God. Sometimes people, you know, I grew up in a church that they said God did everything, and he didn't. They thought God's the one that made you sick. God was trying to teach you something. God was trying to show you something. No, we can't see in the word of God where God did I know when you look in the Old Testament and it talks about things, there was a permissive will of God. God allowed things. But why would God say, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I'm the God that healeth thee. I'm going to bless your bread and your water and I'm going to take sickness away from you. I mean, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. He's going to put it on you and take it off of you. And because uh, God never taught. I mean, if, if sickness was the will of God and it was God's will, then Jesus should have showed us that he was sick. And there's not one place that Jesus said he was sick. Amen? He never was. He had the power of God. Hallelujah. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all, healing all, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Why? For God was with him. God had anointed him and God was with him. Amen? Hallelujah. We see that. We see those things. Hallelujah. And God's amazing grace in our lives. (laughs) Hallelujah. We need to understand promises of God. Let me, let me just give you some scriptures, you know, about some things here. And um, just so you can write them down, I'm not going to quote them all. I quoted a couple of them because the ones I just quoted was the Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25, and 26. There's another one, Deuteronomy 7, verses 13 through 15, which is wonderful about it. These are Old Testament promises of healing. Psalms 103, one of my favorite ones, 1 through 6, that's about don't forget all of God's benefits. You know that healing's a benefit? And why am I sharing this? Why am I continuing to get this? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But if you want to have faith for healing, you've got to hear the scriptures on healing. You want to have faith for prosperity, you have to have scriptures on those things. You want to have faith for wisdom, you hear scriptures. See, God, God tells us that we've got to hear the word of God. Come to his word. You know, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says, Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Amen? So he tells us we've got to come. Well, we've got to, we've got to hear things. We've got to set them before our eyes. Because it's not about just hearing something and hearing it. It's about setting something before your eyes, too. What are we seeing? Do you see health and healing? Or are you seeing, oh, my gosh, look what's going on in my life? I understand it's really hard to look up at the pole that they had. Moses said when the snakes were biting everybody, he said, make a pole. God said, make a pole. Lift up the brazen serpent. Everybody who looks at the pole is going to get healed. The problem is, is they got snakes biting them. It's really hard to look up to Jesus where you're getting bitten by sickness and disease. It's really hard to look up and go, oh my gosh, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the thing. But you know what? When you share that and go, God, you're my healer. I think I'm getting stronger and stronger every moment, every second. And Satan, you have to take your hand off of my body. You don't belong here. You cannot be here. Glory to God. Here's what God's word says. Amen. Because Psalms 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and he healed them. See, we talk about healing from heaven. Thank God. Listen, thank God. You know, I went about and purchased a whole bunch of medicine today to help a lot of folks, okay? So we're not against medicine. Thank God you take whatever you can to take care of the symptoms, but we're giving you the word of God to take care of the cause. Amen? The cause is the enemy. I don't care what anybody says. The cause is the devil. Even though it's man-made or whatever, any sickness, any disease is from the enemy. It's the devil. Amen? Period. Let's, Let's settle that in our hearts so we come against that because it doesn't bring life to us. Amen? So we, we got to take hold of that. Also, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, shared all the, Nahum 1, 9, this affliction shall not arise a second time. And then Malachi 4, 2 says that healing's going to rise. He's going to rise with healing in his wings. Now, if we jump over into the New Testament, 
which we didn't get a lot into last night, so I wanted to kind of tie it in tonight, get you some scriptures there, okay? One of the first ones is, you know, James chapter 5 talks about if anyone's sick, let him call for the elders of the church. So that's what we're praying. That's what we're doing because you guys are calling and saying, hey, this is what's going on. So we're praying. And they shall anoint him with oil and the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And if you've committed any sins, you shall be forgiven you. Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much or it makes tremendous power available for you and I. Glory to God. And so we're praying for you. We're believing for you. We're taking authority over the enemy. Glory to God. You know, John 10, 10, I just quoted, the thief cometh not to steal, kill, and to destroy, but Jesus has come that you might have life. And you might have it more abundantly. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And then Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. And verse 2 is my favorite. That's my favorite. Favorite. It's my, that's my, I take it every single day of my life. I do this. No matter what goes on, no matter what's happening, this scripture, I usually speak it almost every single day. Now, verse 2. Now, verse 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation. First of all, I don't care. Just because sickness has come, do you not take condemnation of thinking, oh my gosh, how can this be? How can, I mean, I'm having to really struggle with this. I'm having to really fight with this. Hey, praise God. You're fighting the good fight of faith. But there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's no condemnation. So there's no guilt. There's no condemnation of anything. Amen. We just thank God for his amazing grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, that's the one. But the second verse says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. And that what that simply means is I believe that the life of God in me fights off every germ of the natural. I believe that when things try to attach through, try to come, they cannot stay. They have to leave. They have to die. You know, I've, I've shared that story that everybody knows. It's, it's famous by John G. Lake when he was in Africa. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of tend to think, well, these guys never had any problem. They always got it. You know, Smith Wigglesworth's wife, she passed away at 49. Ended, it was done. Uh, John G. Lake's wife died of smallpox in Africa. We say, well, I don't understand. And then yet he had a healing ministry, and, and, and Smith Wiggles went on to be 87 years old and ministering healing and stuff, and things that transpired. And, and we have a tendency to kind of put these guys up on great pedestals. We thank God for their faith. We can follow their faith, and we can look at things. But they were human, too. They had to fight the good fight of faith all the time. But the one thing that, that John G. Lake said, he was when he was in Africa and he was there and, and, and the bubonic plague came through and people were dying and dying and he was taking care of it. And when the British sent down doctors and when they got on, the, finally got the boat down there and they got off, they asked him, they said, hey, what are you taking to protect yourself? How come it has, this hasn't had any effect on you? He said, sirs, I take the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And they didn't understand it at all. He said, well, you can do it. Let's, let's do a little experiment here. If you'll take the, the bloody froth from a person that's died, you'll take it, and you put it under a microscope, you'll see that that's, there's all kinds of living organs, all kinds of living things in there. You'll see it's really alive and everything. He said, but if you'll take that same thing and put it in my hand and we'll put it under that microscope, you'll see that everything dies once it touches me. And they did it, and they were amazed. They said, well, what is that? He said, that is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that sets me free from the law of sin and death. I got a hold of that 40 years ago. 
And and doesn't mean that it's worked every time, but that's my scripture. And that's something I've believed, and I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for saying it and declaring it over my body because I believe that with all of my heart. Amen. I do. I do. I do. I do. Luke chapter 13, verse 11 through 16. Here's another one. Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 43. We know that's the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. Matthew 8, 1 through 17 is the most, one of the most amazing chapters. If you're just going to pick one chapter, pick Matthew 8, because that's where the centurion was there. That's where, first of all, the leper comes. Let me just share with you. When the leper comes, to, in fact, let's go over there. Let's read it. Let's read it, because I love to read it. Matthew chapter 8. I'm just preaching to you. I'm going to preach healing to you. I'm going to preach it tonight because I'm just going to smack the devil in the mouth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Besides that, I love to hear the word of God on the subject of healing and health because it builds up an immunity on the inside of me. Amen. We need strength. We need this. No condemnation. Remember, Romans 8, 1 says there's therefore no, so there's no condemnation about the enemy attacking. Hallelujah. Anybody can get hit. It's what you do after the hit. And it's up to you what you do to get up. It's up to you to how you stand up. It's up to you how you stand up and say, you know, I'm going to take the word of God no matter what. See, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 says, And when he was come down from the mountain, a great multitude followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand and he touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Isn't that amazing that Jesus established the will of God right here. So it says, well, is it God's will to heal me? It is right here. The leopard asked, said, if you will, if it's your will for me to be well, you can heal me. Jesus said, it is my will. One translation says, it would be my pleasure. It would be my pleasure. Isn't that amazing? So no matter what you're going through, don't let the, don't let the enemy say, well, yeah, you're getting old. I understand that one. Boy, I'm hearing that a lot from me. And stuff, and it's like, oh, this is that. Well, you're just, you've got to get this. this. Is what's going on? You're going to have to, you know, these things. It's just your body changing. It's just this happening. This is going on, and uh, that's a lie. Hallelujah. I mean, there's so many things in the Word of God that talks about, hey, that uh, you didn't, uh, it doesn't grow dim. It doesn't get things, you know, your eyesight doesn't grow dim. Your strength wasn't abated. All these things here. Yeah, we know that our bodies decay. We know that it's, if we work one day real hard, we get up the next day, we're sore. I understand all that. But what I'm talking about is when the enemy tries to come and put sickness and, and disease on us, we can take authority over those things. Amen? He goes, he goes on to say this. Of course, Jesus tells us, no, then in verse 5, he says, When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Isn't that amazing? He said, I'll come and heal him. And, and, and you know, wouldn't everybody be like, man, Jesus is coming to my house. Wow, this is awesome. Everybody get ready. But look what the man said. <laughs> then the centurion answered and he said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. He said to them that followed, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. 
And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Talking about when the Gentiles are going to get brought in, all of us getting brought in. And then Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in that selfsame hour. Isn't it amazing? He said, just speak the word only. All you got to do is speak, I'm a man of authority. See, when you get a revelation of faith, you get a revelation of authority. You have to understand. He said, I'm a man of authority. He knew that Jesus had authority over sickness and disease. And he knew that Jesus had power. And all he had to do was say it because he knew Jesus' words were powerful. He said, just speak the word only. How do you know that God told us to speak the word? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, But we, having the same spirit of faith, amen, According as it is written, therefore they believed and therefore they spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. Hallelujah. You've got to open your mouth. You've got to shout it on the mountaintop. Yeah. Hallelujah. You got to, we talked about a song about the name of Jesus. We've got to open our mouth. When we open our mouth, what happens? Heaven comes down. Because our voice, our voice is our address in the spirit. And when you begin to decree and declare what God's word says, God hears, God hears, and he answers your prayers. Amen. It's so amazing to take hold of. Hallelujah. He tells us here. Now, we also know that when Jesus, he came into Peter's house, and Peter's, you know, he, uh, mother-in-law was sick. Jesus touched her by the hand, and the fever left her, and he arose. Amen. Hallelujah. He came in, and he said, no, here we go. And her fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Amen. It goes on to say that they, when the evening was, verse 16, and when evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with the devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. And he healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see this, that it might be fulfilled. And he did. He said, yeah, well, he fulfilled it. I mean, it's done. No, healing belonged to us. We have a covenant. We have a, you know, a better covenant established upon better promises of what God's word says. Amen. It's so important. Remember, we talked about this Sunday, too. Let me just share with you. Lest you think you have to work for your healing, you don't. Luke chapter 5. Jesus said when he was praying for the man that his friends lowered down in there and he said, your sins be forgiven thee. And they said he was blaspheming. Jesus said, what's easier? To say your sins be forgiven or take up your bed and walk. But that you might know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He tells him, uh, sick of the ball, take up your bed and walk. Right. He lifted him and he walked and he was totally well. So what was Jesus saying? It's the same. The same way that we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is the same way we receive divine healing from heaven is believing in our heart and saying with our mouth and standing our ground, believing how to, that what we believe in our heart is going to come to pass and our body is going to line up. It has to line up. Hallelujah. Because believe it or not, your body has healing in it. Yes. It does. You ever cut yourself? You ever cut yourself, scrape yourself? Your body heals itself. It's an amazing thing. You see, yeah, but this is inside. Yeah, I know it's internal and it's motivated by the enemy, but thank God your body's fighting it off and God's given his anointing to change everything in your life. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You remember, I gave you that one in Luke chapter 13. I kind of went over that one because that's talking about the woman that had the spirit of infirmity. She had an infirmity for 38 years. 
And when Jesus said, shouldn't this woman, this daughter of Abraham who's been bound these 38 years be loosed? Guess what? If she's a daughter of Abraham, she has a covenant, and that's what Jesus was saying. She has a healing covenant. She shouldn't be bound. Guess what? We've got a healing covenant because Galatians says that we are children of Abraham by faith. It also says that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So I said, well, I know these scriptures. Listen, one scripture from God can set you free. It's the word of God. It's life-giving. But God's given us so many others. God's given us, you know, right here, I've actually given you 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, a whole chapter if you want to do the 17. But I'm just going by chapters. I'm giving you 20 different chapters so that you can begin to take hold of the truth of God's word and get it over and over and over. It's taking your medicine over and over. And you can never overdose on the word of God. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You know, somebody said, well, when is the law of sin and death going to stop? Well, it's going to stop when Satan's taken out of the earth. And really, it's going to stop when we get a new heaven and a new earth. But it's gonna, the law of sin and death is going to be greatly weakened when Satan is bound for those thousand years. But as long as Satan's around, the law of sin and death is going to be here. But aren't you glad the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And see, isn't it amazing that Jesus said that that woman, that daughter of him, was bound by Satan. He didn't say she, she was bound by God. I, and the reason I'm saying is because I think people need to hear this. They need to know this because we've been religiously taught and, and religiously brainwashed. And we get all fighting about, well, no, 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 my aunt died. or my aunt. Listen, I understand not getting your faith answered. I understand believing God and knowing what the word of God says and, and not getting the results that you want to get. Firsthand, I understand that with all my heart. But I also know that doesn't do away with the word of God. Okay. You got to work out your own salvation. You got to stand your ground. You got to take the word of God and you got to believe it. Amen. I mean, we're never going to get anybody healed who doesn't believe in divine healing. We're not going to get any or doesn't even believe in healing. We're not going to get anybody filled with the Holy Spirit, doesn't believe in being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, me and my wife, we were talking about this earlier. I said, the key is believing. What do you believe? What do you believe? You know, whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord? Are you going to believe the report of the circumstances? Or are you going to believe the report of your body? Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you're going to condemn. But what if it's your own tongue? What if it's your own self? That's what happens. We usually condemn ourselves. Because we usually are so mad, we say, this, this shouldn't be happening to me. I shouldn't have to face this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where, where did I do this? How did I handle this? You know, and, and um, you know, we need to understand, listen, we're not as spiritual as we think we are, but we don't let the let condemnation come on. One thing I found out about things, I heard this many, many years ago, and I heard it from a minister, and they said, listen, if it's not working for you, that just means you don't, you just don't know enough yet. It's just not revealed enough yet. The word of God's not become real to you yet. The word of, you just don't know enough yet, so just keep learning. Just keep growing. And I just kept saying, I keep believing, I keep exiting. I've always been, you know, I've always believed the word of God over my circumstances or over my experiences. And then my experiences have caught up to what I'm believing. Amen. What do I mean by that? It simply means I used to say what the word of God, I used to declare all kinds of things when it really wasn't real in my life. 
as, as, as a natural thing, but I believed it so much, eventually my flesh, my body, and my thought processes, I, I caught up with my believing. Amen? I don't want to lower myself down to where I'm at. I want to rise up to the faith of God. I want to rise up to the healing power of God. Amen? And get a hold of it. Take hold of it and have it. Amen? Hallelujah. And here's some things, too. You know, just so you know, that's why we did the prayer clause, because I believe in those. I believe in the anointing of God. It was so powerful last night. We're going to get those to you, those that ask for them. And, uh, uh, you know, we should have got a, we should have got a blanket. We just got a little bitty piece of cloth that we prayed over and we had to cut it up in so many different pieces because so many of you got on and wanted it. Okay. And there's others. We we can get more cloth. We're going to get some more things because we're going to do that. But, uh, there seems to be, you know, uh, when, when we look at things, there seems to be two streams and this is what I wanted to get across. Okay. Tonight, I want to share with you in the new Testament, uh, I mean, we see some things. I mean, I know that there's like seven methods that the Bible talks about that you can get healed seven different ways. But in the New Testament, there seems to be two streams of healing or two methods of healing of what takes place. Number one is the prayer stream. Praise God. Thank God we got a great prayer team. And the enemy has attacked our prayer team. And so we're praying for our prayer team. Hallelujah. And we are. We're believing God. We're taking authority of the enemy because you guys are doing well. So the enemy said, oh, watch this. Hey, you know, we preach about healing. We talk about things. God's moving in our church. Things are supernaturally happening. The devil said, oh, no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to have to attack these folks. And the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, think it not strange. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial as though by some strange thing has, has come upon you. It's not strength. The enemy always attacks. He always tries to counterattack. He's always trying to come against you. Glory to God. We take all, we know what he's going to do. But the second stream, how did he, is being ministered under the anointing of God. There's an anointing. There's a supernatural anointing. Hallelujah. That, 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 that does. And that's an anointing that we have as pastors and as what we do because God's called us in that. I don't, I'm not going to say he, he didn't appear to me and touch my hands or give me a special anointing. But he's called me to lay hands on the sick. He's called me as a pastor. He's called me. And, and there's an under the anointing and the anointing of God. And I've been under the anointing, the anointing to do, you know. See, because it's thoroughly scriptural to pray for folks. And that's why we do it every Sunday. It's why we have the prayer team up here. It's why we, we pray. It's why we're believing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, you've heard me say this before. The Amplified Bible of James uh, uh, 5, 16, or when, uh, well, 5, 14, 15, and 16, when it talks about laying hands and praying one for another, talks about praying one for another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Amen? Because it goes on to say that the prayer of a, of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its work. And that's the King James Version of, of you know, uh, James 5, 16. So, but verse 14 and 15, where it talks about if there be any sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Amen? So the key is there's an anointing. There is an anointing of what happened. But there's prayer that takes place. He instructs us to pray for one another. He declares the effectual prayers that we have. He tells us how amazing that is. And that's why we're praying. That's why we're coming uh, towards you there. Amen? Hallelujah. But there's also a stream of anointing. Hallelujah. There is a stream that the power of the Lord is present to heal, and I believe that the power of the Lord is always present to heal if we'll tap into it. It's amazing to me that Christians don't understand how powerful their believer is. 
They're believing. Believing. When I say that, the, the, the thing about being a believer and being about believing something, when you believe something, it motivates your life. And, uh, you know, it's like I, I learned this. I learned this, uh, you know, through experience I've had in my life with people who believe in the, you know, believe in the devil, the occult, all kind of thing, witchcraft, you know, uh, witch doctors, things like that. And even in America, I had a situation happen with somebody that believed in witches, warlocks, and, and listen, we know they're all out there, there, but this person believed in their power and so was messed up by them and it caused great havoc in their life. And, and you know, if somebody says, well, don't you believe? I know I see them all out there. But do I believe their power is, is greater than God's? No. Here's the thing about it. I had a whole coven of witches come to my church one time, and they come in, they put in, oh, they're going to put a hex on you. They're going to put a curse on you. You're going to get in trouble. And I'm like, you know, I just, I just looked at them and said, let's do this because I don't believe in it. So, so how come it doesn't affect you? Because I don't believe in that. I don't believe that they have any power over me. I believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I believe that God's greater. I believe that Satan is defeated for. I believe that Jesus took the keys of death and hell from his hand. I believe that he made a, a, a show of him and triumphed him in all that he did. That He made a show of them openly. Glory to God, the Bible says. I believe that. I believe that they don't have any power anymore. But even though it looks like he is having, because he comes through worry, he comes through deception, he gets us all to believe his lies. Amen. And we got to stop believing his lies. Amen. Amen. We do. And we're going to be praying for you. We're, you know, like I said, many of you are going to be coming by and bringing you the cloth. And I believe the anointing of God's there. And it's just going to, it's just going to bolster your faith. It's going to be a, something that just with you. Because I believe that with all my heart. And uh, I believe that we're doing what we know to do, what we feel led to do. We were talking about this, uh, even coming, and, and uh, Pastor Pam was talking to me about, uh, because I shared about the story of Naaman. And Naaman was the leper in the Old Covenant that came to Elisha, and Elisha didn't even, he sent somebody else, he said, tell him to go wash in the pool of Siloam, or not, not wash, but tell him to go dip seven times in the River Jordan. And he said, I don't want to dip in this dirty river, and he got all mad, and his servant said, well, come on, if he told you some really hard thing, you'd do it, but why don't you just do this? Can you imagine going down there and dipping once? And then dipping twice and going, this is stupid. Dipping, look at three times. Look at, I'm, nothing's happening four times. Nothing's going on. Five times, nothing's happening. Six, and then get seven. Well, forget it. Wait a minute. The man of God said seven. How I mean, you know God tells us the word of God? We got to keep believing the word of God no matter what. We may have to dip 32 times. It doesn't matter, but we got to keep going to what God is telling us to do, what God's speaking to our heart to do. When you trust the word of the Lord, God does great things in our lives. Hallelujah. And so we see that there are the anointing and the power of God that's going to flow out and touch your lives. Amen? See, because healing belongs to us, folks. It does. We, we, you know, we got hit really hard, and we got where we hadn't been really taking healing, hadn't been trying to reach out and do things. But let me just tell you, praise God, hallelujah, we thank God, because we're here, you know, Matthew chapter 8 actually gives us the answer to almost every healing question we have. Is it God's will, the leper? He said, Lord, if you will, you can. Jesus said, it's my will. Settles the willing part. It is God's will for us to be healed. It, God, if you want to heal me, you can. Guess what? He wants to. It's his will. It would be his pleasure. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how does God do it? God confirms his word. 
the centurion who says, hey, all you got to do is speak the word because it's the word that works. Lord, you went working everywhere with the disciples, confirming the word with signs falling. It's the word that healed. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, you sent your word and healed them and delivered them out of all their trouble. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Gosh, it is. It's already 8 o'clock. And they ain't nobody in here but me and, and my wonderful wife and a few folks that are helping us run the cameras and stuff and, and get you guys online. But uh, hallelujah. You know, when you understand the word of God, I'm going to close with this, is that, listen, for all of us guys, come on, man. I mean, Jesus is going to heal the mother-in-law. You know he'll heal anybody. Okay? I mean, he healed the mother-in-law. Come on. What's going on there? It's awesome, right? So what he does is he says that Jesus is a family physician. Jesus cares about everybody. He loves everybody. You know, I'm joking about the mother-in-law. I have a great mother-in-law. Mary, I love you. You're a blessing. Hallelujah. It's okay. We're praying for you. <laughs> I have to, you know, hey, and my mama's, you know, she's great too for Pamela's mother-in-law. So no, we're blessed. But I say that in jest, but I say that to know that, listen, God's interested in every one of us. Amen. And then it went on to say he did the multitudes. So he's interested in every aspect of life. So I want to pray for you, and then we're going to receive our our offering here. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stretch out my hand to everybody watching, those that are here. Father, even there's a few, but Father, for everybody that's watching tonight. I know the enemy's been raising up his ugly hand. He's been causing sickness and disease. He's been trying to stop people from being able to do things. And and Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that the healing power of God is flowing in every person that's watching this program that's that's part of Harvest Bible Church. That's who I'm I'm ministering to Harvest Bible Church, but I minister to whoever is watching this. And Father, in the name of Jesus, let the healing power flow. Father, thank you, hallelujah, for strength in those bodies. Thank you, Father, for taste and for smell and for all the things that they need to have. Lord, I thank you for that. And we take authority, hallelujah, over the enemy in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that in Jesus' name, healing power flow. Healing power flow. Supernatural recoveries in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen.